like our team just has so many ideas of stuff that we want to do and there's not enough hours in the day to do it all so i think it's you know saying that okay we don't have time to do that right now maybe we can do it later that's like that's hard <laughs> so sort of saying no to stuff and focusing on what we already have going is probably the hardest thing this is super shiros the show where we interview women doing amazing things in the world to inspire empower and entertain you welcome to super shiros I'm your host, Kaylin, and today I'm here with Molly Bloom, who hosts and produces a podcast called Brains On, a science podcast for kids and curious adults, which you should definitely check out. She loves finding out about the way things work, she plays the piano, and she sings in a choir. This is Molly Bloom. Hi, Molly. Hi, Kaylin. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. And everyone should listen to the episode that Kaylin co-hosted particularly, because <laughs> yeah. she was excellent, and her brother, they did such a good job. Thank you. So what is Brains On? If you could explain a little more. Yeah, so Brains On is a show for young people and their families answering questions about the way the world works through the lens of science. And so we take questions that our listeners have sent to us and we have listeners all over the world. So these questions come from everywhere and they're about every imaginable topic and we pick some to answer and then we answer them in fun and creative ways. Each episode is co-hosted by me and young people. So for instance, Kaylin and her brother co-hosted an episode that was about flavor and how flavor works. And that's, that's the show. Cool. Well, you said that you have listeners all over the world. How did you feel knowing that you went from just starting off a podcast to now having listeners all over the world? Yeah, it still blows my mind, honestly, like when we do the brains honor roll at the end of the show, that's like a thing where we read the names of all the people who have written to us over the past, like over the course of a week, basically. And they're from every possible corner of the world and all over the United States. And it's just blows my mind every time. I'm just very thankful. Yeah, that's big. Um are there any other projects you're working on on the side? Yeah, so I also host uh, another podcast called Smash Boom Best. That's a debate show where uh, we take very important topics like pizza versus tacos or Loki versus Athena or snakes versus spiders, and we debate which is coolest. And so the way it works, I host it, and there are two adults who debate those things. And then there's a teenager who judges which one is cooler. And in doing that, we learn about those topics, but then we also learn about what makes a good argument and what to avoid when you're debating particularly logical fallacies, which are things that make arguments not very strong. Wow, that's interesting. Um, well, on your Twitter page, I've seen that you've posted about your first time debating. How was yes. that? Uh, oh my gosh, it was intense. I felt very strongly about it. I wasn't expecting to care as deeply as I did. We did sloths versus cheetahs, and I was team sloth, and I came to care extremely deeply about sloths. I won't give away who won in case people want to hear it, but oh man, yeah, I felt it. It was hard. It was harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of Twitter, I've also seen another <laughs> post yeah. of a kid who drew a picture of you with raining jellyfish. Yes. And your caption was, one of the best parts of my job is writing stuff and then 
And then that stuff working its way into kids' imaginations, and then they draw that stuff and send it to you and make you cry at your desk. <laughs> yes, that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's really amazing that, you know, when we make stuff for young people, they listen to it, and they sometimes listen to an episode many, many times. And so it's just really special to know that the stuff that we're making is really kind of making its way into people's brains enough that they would want to like make a drawing of something crazy that we wrote about. And so it's awesome. That's sweet. Speaking of which, actually you should go check out her Twitter page. It's Molly B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I also know you have live shows. Yes. How much work did you have to put in to do those live shows? You know, we did quite a bit of work because it's not really our natural habitat. Like we're very used to being able to read scripts and edit stuff you know we don't do anything live ever uh, for the for the podcasts so this was definitely a new experience so we our friends at the story pirates helped us develop this live show and they directed us and helped us craft it and make it a really good live experience for people to come and watch and so as part of that we had to like memorize lines practice we choreographed dances uh you know it was just like a very different experience yeah Um, but doing it was like so fun it's like so fun to meet our fans in person and it was just like a really good challenge and I think we all grew in a lot of ways by doing it wow so you guys are definitely making this a big thing yeah it's cool um well how has the first show the first live show compared to your latest one so we did some live shows like a long time ago in, where we did it. So we did one in Boston, which was about robots. And that was really different because we had guests that we came who lived in Boston. And it was really much more similar to an episode of Brains On. So I think it was really interesting and fun, but it was just like different than our current live show, which is much more kind of like a stage performance. Okay, so how did you end up changing from that, making it become more of a stage performance? I think we wanted to just feel like, especially because, you know, there are a lot of young people who come to our shows, like even as little as like, you know, five years old, that we really wanted to make it really fun for people to actually watch. And so we wanted to make it just like really engaging and dynamic and make sure there were lots of opportunities for interaction with the audience. So that was sort of the driving force behind making it more of a stage show rather than like a version of our podcast. Hmm. If someone wanted to have your job, what would you tell them? Like, what's the hardest part of your job? I think the hardest part of our job is that like our team just has so many ideas of stuff that we want to do and there's not enough hours in the day to do it all. So I think it's, you know, saying that, okay, we don't have time to do that right now. Maybe we can do it later. That's like, that's hard. (laughs) So sort of saying no to stuff and focusing on what we already have going is probably the hardest thing. Yeah. That, um, if you have so many people on the team, it seems like it would be hard. Yeah. Um, well, what's the most interesting thing or most fun, exciting? I think the most fun is that, well, I mean, it's, it's super fun to hear from our audience. Um, they really inspire us all the time. And every episode we do is inspired by them. So without them, we don't have a show. So I think that's the most fun is sort of all the interaction and back and forth that we have with our audience. Hmm. Was this a job you wanted to do when you were my age? 
when I was your age? No, not exactly, because it didn't really exist at that time. There weren't really podcasts back then, because um, I'm old. So uh, I think when, when I was your age, I wanted to be a filmmaker, which has some similarities in that, like, I wanted to, you know, write and direct and make stuff for people. So I guess, I mean, we're, you know, we're writing and making stuff now. It just doesn't have any visuals. <laughs> so it's a little different than a film, but uh, it has some similarities. Yeah. Well, since you said that podcasts weren't really a thing back then. Yeah. Um, how did, when you found out that it was a thing, what made you want to go from filmmaking to podcasts? I think that happened in college. I got really involved in my college radio station. And um, Ira Glass, who's the host of This American Life, came and talked to our college. And then I started listening to his podcast, which was like one of the first kind of, you know, that was a public radio show, but they also released it in a podcast form. And I just really thought it was so interesting. And I thought they did so many different kinds of cool stuff that I just started finding other podcasts that existed. There weren't that many, but I just got really interested in what you could do with audio that was different than what you could do with a video. Right. Well, I know there aren't really many like podcasts out there for kids. So what made you choose to make a podcast that was meant for kids? Yeah. So I think at, you know, back when we decided to start making this, there weren't any for kids. And I, have always been really interested in education and have always kind of volunteered in schools and have thought about becoming a teacher at various times in my life. And I just think kids are really awesome and smart and curious. And I thought it was a shame that they didn't have a podcast that was directed at them that could really kind of highlight their curiosity and expertise and silliness and all the things that make kids awesome. So that was sort of why we wanted to make something for that audience in particular. Oh, that's cool. Well, does your job consume your whole life or do you have a lot of free time? Um, you know, it, it's a, it takes a lot of time, but I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I have a, a daughter who's four and I want to make sure that I get to spend time with her. And I, our team is pretty good about making sure that like, we do have time on the weekends and in the evenings to spend with our families and stuff. So uh, we try really hard to sort of say, okay, if there's not enough time to do this in sort of like normal working hours, um, how can we make it work or how can we change it so that it is more doable? We don't want people to be working all the time because it's important to have time to rest and do stuff outside of work. Yeah. Does, um, does your daughter help with the podcast at all? <laughs> She's starting to get interested in it now. I think before she was too little, but now she's kind of at the age where she's, I don't think she's quite old enough to listen to the show yet. She's listened to a couple episodes and I think she likes hearing all the different kids. So she's like starting to be interested. I mean, she asks a lot of questions, so it's inspiring for me to hear her questions too. But yeah, I think just seeing how she's learning and changing all the time just reminds me like how our audience is learning constantly and they're changing constantly and it's, it's just cool. Yeah. So the curiosity starts at a really young age. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if you could travel back in time to your 14 year old self, what advice would you give? That's a really good question. I think I would say, you know, 14 year old me, it's, I think that that's like an age where it's really easy to be super self-conscious of 
yourself and sort of like thinking what other people think of you. And so I would tell myself to not be as concerned about what other people think of you and focus on doing the things that make you happy and excited. Well, thank you. I'll take that advice myself. (laughs) Um, Who is another woman who's doing great things right now that you admire? Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, How do I pick just one? You can pick multiple. Uh, Oh, good. Okay, so one of them is one of my colleagues, Nora McInerney. Uh, She makes a podcast called Terrible Things for Asking. It's, It's about hard stuff. Um, but she's just so amazing because she's so funny and generous and, you know, her podcast is really moving. She's one, I mean, all the women I work with inspire me all the time. So like Manica Wilhelm on our team and Christina Lopez and Tracy Mumford and Alyssa Dudley um, and Rosie DuPont and Lauren D. And I'm just like lucky to work with all these really cool, smart, talented women. So I feel really lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, having to work on a team with all these, like you said, all these great people, it is it must be really inspiring. Oh, it really is. I mean, everyone has so many good ideas all the time. And, um, you know, we just make each other laugh really hard, which is really nice, too. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good team. Yeah, I, I think that would be fun. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up. Molly, thank you for being a guest on our show. Do you have anything you want to promote or some last pieces of advice? Um, we have a book coming out in the fall in September, a brain zombie book called It's Alive. It's about biology. We're talking about animals and humans and micro things like tardigrades and bacteria and fungus and all sorts of cool stuff and plants. So that book's going to be really cool. It comes out in September. And then last bits of advice, I would just say, just like, really the world is so cool and there's so much to learn and I think it's like really inspiring to think about how much we all don't know and to just like go out and try to learn as much as you can because the world is really awesome oh thank you for that yeah thank you Cam this is so awesome and I'm really excited to listen to your podcast (laughs) thank you hey thanks for listening once again we want to thank Molly for being on the show And you should definitely go check out Brains On at brainson.org. If you want to check out the episode I was on, that's called Flavor Facts. Please share the show with other super shows in your life. Now go explore the world. Bye.